us lived up to our potential and managed our resources so well that we could provide for ourselves, our families, and our communities in a meaningful and substantial way. Join Step Right with Lynn, the show dedicated to empowering socially conscious individuals to manage their financial resources for the benefit of themselves, their families, and the greater community. Here's Lynn Wedham, Certified Financial Planner and Managing Partner at Step Right Capital Planning. Welcome to Step Right with Lynn. I'm so glad you're here. I'm looking forward to what we can learn from Anne McKay about planning our gifts. You know that we're here to help. Statistics tell us that 75% of Canadians believe that financial planning is important to their future. Yet 63% of Canadians do not have a written retirement plan. So we've convinced Canadians, we've got them convinced that they need to do financial planning. However, they aren't motivated to get started. Maybe people don't want to share how successful or unsuccessful they feel. Maybe they feel they don't have enough to get started or they feel they don't know enough um, about products and, and the industry to get started. And I want to tell you that you need to do more than just tuck some money away at tax time. Uh, so call a planner of your choice or send me an email. Uh, today I'm offering you the document, 10 Ways to Benefit from a Personalized Retirement Plan. Send me an email and I'll send you that document if you say you would like to have that. Um, I'm also offering a free and confidential, no-obligation, 30-minute telephone consultation to respond to any financial concerns that you might have or maybe you know someone who uh, so has some concerns. So send me an email anytime. The address is lynn at stepright.ca. That's L-Y-N-N at stepright, S-T-E-P-R-I-G-H-T dot C-A. So lynn at stepright.ca. The topic of our show today is your philanthropic giving, how to map it out. So discover the five steps to giving made easy. So here again, we're going to be talking about how important planning is. Anne McKay will outline the steps that you can make now to start a journey that, to that deeply satisfying contribution that I think we're all looking for. We advocate for an intentional and well-thought-out plan for our charitable giving, and Anne is going to help us get started. Anne is owner of Anne McKay Consulting. She's a dynamic leader who has garnered the respect of senior strategists within the business, charitable, and nonprofit sectors. Her expertise has been honed over the past 25 years in the areas of relationship building and assisting organizations in realizing their goals. Anne is known for her eagerness to uncover the excellence inherent in all organizations as they tackle the challenges facing them. She's been a valued contributor to the United Way of Canada, supporting United Ways in communities and at the national level. Anne has been privileged to spend time with the Canadian Cancer Society, the Arthritis Society, the United Way of Kitchener-Waterloo and area, and the Alzheimer's Society. In 2009, Anne decided to devote her time as a consultant in assisting organizations and communities across Canada in building their capacity to achieve success. She really appreciates the opportunity to learn from every organization she encounters, whether large or small. 
As a consultant and workshop leader, Anne has worked with organizations from PEI to Yellowknife. As a volunteer, Anne has participated both locally and nationally with the Canadian Association of Gift Planners. She's a founding member of the Waterloo Region Fundraising Executives. She's a member of the Program Advisory Committee for Conestoga College's Business Administration Program and is currently on the Conestoga Alumni Council. Anne joins with other local volunteers as a Grants Committee member with the Guelph Community Foundation and serves as a board chair for the Guelph Public Library. Anne has a huge fondness for visual arts. She's had her own gallery project in Guelph, the Odomas Gallery, and continues to make connections for Canadian artists. While people and groups may call Anne about fundraising, she's really very interested in how charities can find ways to make giving a joyful experience for everyone involved. Welcome, Anne, to Step Right with Lynn. Thank you so much, Lynn. It's really exciting to be back. We had a good time the last time we spoke. That's right. That's right. And um, we're very privileged to have you because you are so busy. (laughs) (laughs) I think like everybody, right? Yeah, I suppose. Um, (laughs) Last time you were on the show, um, we talked about joyful giving and, um, and how to make that happen for ourselves. Um, this time we're going to talk about the steps to mapping out uh, our own philanthropic plan. So you've teased us with the promise of five steps, Anne. What's the first step? Well, and and I should disclose, I know lots of us don't think about steps in doing all of this, but I think about... Um, my you know advice when you're young whether you're building something or whether you're trying to sew a dress you know our our parents and our teachers always said you know measure twice cut once and i think it's the it's the same thing when we're thinking about um our own giving if we do planning up front it can make the outcome a lot more pleasurable so i would say the the first step is confirming what your perspective is. So number one, how you see the world when you're making a gift. And everyone approaches making hmm. their gift in a different way. Okay. Um, so can you give us some examples and, sure. and how would we sure. know? Absolutely. Uh, well, uh, I was trying to think about how to illustrate this, and an easy question might be, if I asked you about, um, if you were thinking about giving to children who are hungry, making a difference to those children, how would you do it? So some people would say, oh, I um, I like to give to a local school that provides a breakfast program. And okay. others might want to be uh, know more about, okay, what's the research between healthy eating for children and success in school? Mm. And then maybe a third person might say, well, I'm really interested in making sure children in developing countries, you know, are eating well. And other folks may even come up with their own responses. But for each of those folks, I would say that defines your perspective. So the person who thought about a local school, they care about local perspectives. They might even want to volunteer at that school. They want to... They want to know something very near to them is going to make a difference. Does that make okay. sense? And then right. the person who wants to know more about research, I would say they're interested in systems. How does the big picture work? How do all the puzzle pieces fit together? 
And then um, the person who thinks internationally may have a global view of the issue. And I suspect there are more perspectives as well, but knowing which one appeals to you can make a huge difference in whether you feel satisfied about your own gift. True, true. Yeah. So it's almost like we're starting from knowing ourselves. <laughs> Absolutely. And and it's really a step that lots of us don't think about, but I've certainly talked to donors who have given to absolutely wonderful charities, but they it they felt really frustrated. So it's sort of like if you spoke to the person who wants the local impact and they find out that their money went to a 10-year national study on the connection between healthy eating and success in schools, mm-hmm. they don't feel like the kids down the street you know, had a had a better chance at success. They want something immediate. So just knowing what it is that it um, matters to you can make a huge difference in where you you sort of stream your dollars. Right. Yeah. Um, so so knowing ourselves. So I mean I mean even that step could take some time, right? To really figure mm-hmm. out. Um, yeah. So I would think there's probably a series of questions you'd be asking yourself too. Absolutely. Yep. And and some of these, I mean, they they seem like big challenges, but they're great dinner time conversations. Hmm. Easy questions to ask your kids. We talked about children the last time, and being able to say, if you wanted to help dogs, how would you do that? You know, would you mm-hmm. want to feed the dogs nearby, or would you think about how much little kids who live in challenging situations would like to have a pet? You know, it mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. it it or or service uh, dogs. Um, absolutely, yeah, that's a perfect with, example. With with the hearing dogs or dogs that you know, there's dogs that go to schools and nursing homes and and all of that kind of a uh, a service dog as well, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So even one question could be a full full dinner time chat because you just never right. know where it's going to go. Right. And, right. And then you can also start to ask each other, well, why would it matter to you? What difference would it make? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so step 1 is is to know our own perspective, to so to do some soul searching ourselves. Um yeah. what comes after that? Well, uh, I would say it's time for some heavy lifting. <laughs> Number two is figuring out what matters to you, and that's a that's a really loaded question, I think. Mhm. And how do we how do we begin to to get through that? Yeah. Well, I would I would talk about what moves you, whether it's emotionally or or intellectually, because I know some folks when they hear move you. It, it starts to feel mushy. It doesn't have to be mushy. And, <laughs> right? Cause yeah, we, we're all we so different, aren't we? Yeah. We are, absolutely. Yeah. So think about some pivotal moments in your life or the lives of people that who are important to you. So it could be thinking about how hard it was in elementary school for one of your children who might have a learning disability and mm-hmm. the joy for that child in figuring out his or her own solutions or um, the the impact that it has when we see a loved one suffer with a health issue, you know, whether right. um, it went okay or whether it didn't and, and what research and supports were available. Um, 
that first time you hear music that makes you crazy? <laughs> you know, what was that? What was that feeling like? Or um, being involved in a sport that really made you feel pumped? Or mm-hmm. or um, seeing a um, um, a wonder of nature. I remember talking to my younger brother when he was hiking the West Coast Trail of Vancouver Island. When I talked to him about giving, I said, you know, that's a that's a protected area. You can support it so that people can go back there every year to to see the wonders of it. And he said, really, something that specific? I said, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also remember talking to. Um, a donor about her portfolio of giving. And I said, the one thing that I see that's not here is um, um, organ transplant because her husband had gone through one and it was so important to her. So we talked about, okay, how can we make sure that's a piece of your portfolio? So it's, mm-hmm. And it can even be really specific like um, experiences that have been powerful, like an international exchange. I know that... Um, young people who've gone on those never forget them. Or even, no, that's true. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. There are community groups trying to change how we we talk amongst charitable groups. I mean, that's so specific, but sometimes I hear donors say, oh, people are duplicating services. And I think, well, they're really not, but we're not very articulate about saying, well, we do this piece well, and we partner with mm-hmm. these folks who do this piece of it well. So we all serve the community, but we do it in different ways, and and sometimes there are more connections. And then I think of you and your love of horses. You know, is that something that would play a part? And if you start thinking about horses, there are therapeutic riding programs Mm -hmm. in our area. There's a a leadership program that gets people connecting with horses to make them more attentive to how they're talking to their colleagues. I mean, it just goes. And I bet yeah. you would have lots more horses. Yeah. And the trails, so like there's there's trails for us yeah. as well. We we need yeah. to support our, um, you know, different um, different times. There's fundraisers for our trails as well that we can ride on. One of the things that always um, anything where someone's been treated unfairly is something that yes. that touches my heart too. So I think, yeah. um, you know, just and I mean that that could be any different any number of different ways but when people are treated unfairly that that reaches to my heart very quickly yeah. as well yeah and i love to hear that that is meaningful for you i think it gives you a chance with your giving to be a champion for folks who might not have a voice mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. or to make room for them to be heard because like we we all are occasional introverts that doesn't mean we don't have something to say so how do right. we make space for all the wisdom in our community to be heard? Yeah. Well, you know what? It's already time for a break, so we will do that, oh my goodness. and we'll we'll get back to the subject right away. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Len focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Len every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on A to Zen.fm. 
This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S., 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. We're back. This is Step Right with Lynn. Uh, please feel, feel free to join in the discussion today. Um, and after the show, you can always email me at lynn at stepright.ca. I'd love to chat with you. The topic of our show today is how to map out our uh, how to map out your philanthropic giving. My guest is Anne McKay of Anne McKay Consulting, and started to explain the steps that we can take to make our giving well thought out and intentional, and not accidental. Um, and by doing that, by thinking about well to to make it a very satisfying. Um, we're looking to make it very satisfying to the giver as well. Um, so we've talked about um, looking at from our own perspective um, and what we would like to give to. Um, and we're talking about you know, what matters to the giver in, in making these decisions. Um, there's so many worthwhile charities out there um, they all have a great mission. How can we begin to um, begin to choose and, and narrow this down? That's a great question. I I think of our portfolio of giving a little bit like your portfolio of investments. That might mm -hmm. make things a little bit easier. So starting to think of kind of clustering them together. You know that I I love visuals, so that sort of pie chart. You know, we might want a third to go here and a third here and a third here. So I would start mm -hmm. to have a look at the the list of, of issues that are important to you. And to start off easily, try to find two or three themes. You know, what are, what are um, issues that are important to you? One of the things for me is um, encouraging people to give. So I'm I'm involved and give to my local um, community foundation. Another piece for me, because I've worked in social services, that area is interesting for me. And that's one reason I am involved with my local library, because it's a, it's sort of a democratic place. Anyone in the community, including homeless folks, can go mm -hmm. in and read books. Well, that's right. really important to me. So starting to, to think about that. So for one person, it might be health. It might be faith. Um, and that's certainly an important one for a lot of people. And it might be their children's sports teams. For another, it might be classical music and the environment and helping charities work better. Um, for a third, there are sometimes um, issues that have been so pivotal in your life that your whole portfolio might be one charity. Mm -hmm. I think of, um, um, you know, a local... Children's hospital, if your child was in trouble and had to be in the hospital, particularly for an extended period of time, 
for the time being, that might be the only issue that matters to you because you you know how deeply it impacted your family. You want to make a difference to other families as well. And mm-hmm. um, I think of another one of my friends who's interested in international development and also supporting the American Indian nations around um, homes, building homes. Oh, so yeah. everyone, everybody has their own perspective. And when we were talking in step number one about how, sort of how close you want to be to the issue, you might find when you're sort of setting up the the categories in your portfolio that your perspectives might be different. So if we're talking about um, a children's hospital, that might be very close. It might be the one in your community. But you might also care about environmental issues in um around the world. So that's a more global perspective. So you know, it doesn't all have to be the same. It's whatever matters to you. So it could be mm-hmm. your daughter's baseball team or um yeah, folks on the other side of the globe. Right. So um so some very kind-hearted people may make a huge long list of issues. Um Yes. And then you're 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 from there. How are we going to narrow it down a bit? Yeah. Well, I I think going back to that idea of thinking of the portfolio. So, um, if you keep seeing issues around kids coming up, it might be that you care about music in the schools, and you might care about sports teams for children and and reading programs. And you might say, well, the common thread there is children. So maybe our family, because we have young children, right now we would be focused on issues affecting young children and their families. So just kind of let it, as one of my friends says, cook for a little while and mm-hmm. and start to talk with, with each other about are you seeing any common threads in all of this. And And you don't necessarily have to do everything at once the first year. You can try it out with a couple of, a couple of charities, or even one, and just see how it feels. But that trying to see what matters to you, and and it's easy to figure out what doesn't matter because when you come across something on a list, you think, oh, I don't care about that at all. It doesn't mean it's not a great charity. It just means it doesn't have meaning for you. Right, right. Yeah. I th- I think one thing that's important about what you're saying is that we need to go forward with the intention of gaining this clarity. Mm-hmm. That's a good way I think, to put it. Absolutely. I, I think that I think that once we're looking for, um, you know, if if we're not looking for it, it's it's going to stay very gray. But if we if we start to look for this clarity and and pinpointing what's really important to us, I think that I think that's a very, um, you know, it's a different mindset. And mm-hmm. and when we're looking for something, um, things tend to show up for us. Yes, absolutely. And and for a, a shallow example might be, um, have you ever put on clothes that just didn't look right on you? And they, they might be beautiful, but they don't fit, and they make you feel goofy. And it's <laughs> sort of figuring out what coat you're going to put on. And when you find the right fit, 
it feels like you don't even have to think about it. But right. <clears throat> if it's a if it's a charity that maybe somebody else thinks is meaningful and you feel like you should be giving there, if it doesn't feel right, it, it's not a meaningful experience. And, and as charities, we want people to have such a great experience that they're going to tell their friends about us. So you mm. want it to be a really good fit in any situation. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so so we've narrowed it down to, um, you know, whether we want it to be local or international, mm-hmm. and you know, what are the issues that are that you know we feel strongly about, um, or and that we want to give to. So from there, how do we figure out exactly where we're going to write a check to, or how we're who we want to get involved with? I mean, sometimes it's not writing a check; sometimes it's um, you know, rolling up your sleeves and doing some work yeah. too. Um, yeah. So, so how do your we time, really talent get... or treasures? <laughs> what what is what is that one again? Um, we often talk about sharing your time, your talent, yeah. or your treasures. Okay, and by treasures, what do we mean by treasures? We mean money. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, it wasn't so covered sometimes there. Right. Yeah, so um yeah. pardon me okay. for interrupting. The, no, great. the um time can be, you know, we just need some folks to come out and slog away and help us, you know, dig a garden for the community. Your mm-hmm. talent might be um you know, if if for example, there was a charity that had some reserves and they wanted to invest them well, they might ask you to come and help them talk about how to invest but in a very um, careful way so that they preserve their capital, that's sharing your talent. And mm-hmm. then thinking about your treasures, those are your dollars. Yeah. yeah. So time, talent, and treasures. Awesome. Three T's. You taught us something yeah. there. <laughs> there you go. And and that's people good. don't realize um, how much wealth they have because when you, when you need to um, um, dig a garden or I remember one year um, – needing to put together um a mail package and I thought I don't I can't do this. I don't I, I, I can't do this all by myself. And um calling my family and my friends and they just said, Of course we'll be there and they put together sort of a um just almost like an assembly line and I was just panicked. And actually money wouldn't have helped in that situation. I right. needed time. And they were all so organized. They actually sent me out of the room, and I sort of hyperventilated. For a while. But those you were, are sounds like you were getting in the way. <laughs> I be, I believe they sort of said that in not so many words. Just get out. You're no help. It, it it's those kinds of um, those kinds of gifts make a huge difference. And and timing is everything. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, so how do we figure out exactly where we're going to write the check? Well, I I personally think that's the really fun part that we start to. So, step number three is pick your charities. And um, when I look around at all the organizations, I mean there are hundreds of thousands of charities in North America, and I started just looking around at a few. So. We talked earlier about um, 
um, grandmothers helping other or, or making an impact in developing nations. And I looked up Grandmothers Campaign in Canada through the Stephen Lewis Foundation helps grandmothers mm. in Africa raising their grandchildren who are orphaned by AIDS. Wow. And um, I also know about in New York State, there is the Lake Placid Sinfonietta, which is a, a wonderful small summer orchestra made up of professional musicians from all over the states. And mm. what I love is they even played free concerts in local parks in the summer. Wow. And um, a third one that um, I found was the Red Feather Development Group, which connects volunteers and American Indian nations to build and repair um, homes on reserves. And they have this mm. great video narrated by Robert Redford. So anytime you hear his voice in your ear, that's mm-hmm. a good thing. And the last one I found was, oh, and this one's a favorite of mine, Creating the Future. It's a global wow. initiative to change the way charities work together. And they oh. have a motto. They um, have a great motto, change the questions, change the world. Wow. So what I say to people is just be curious. And maybe after the break I can tell you some places where people can do some searches. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just so anything that's of interest to you, you can is start. out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's yeah, that's wonderful. So let's go to our break now and we will okay. um talk more about that after the break. Okay. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. contribution that you dream of making. In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Len focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Uh, today we're speaking with Anne McKay. Uh, we've been learning about how to 
um, looked into ourselves to find out the things that really matter to us, where we would like to make an impact on the world. Um, and now Anne is helping us um, to figure out how we would find exactly the right charity uh, to address what we care about. So, Anne, if you would um, give us some more examples um, of how we would do that. Sure. Well, for those folks who would like to make a local impact, there are some really great local resources. I would say your nearest community foundation, because they mm-hmm. will be giving to a really broad range of organizations. And even if they don't give to a particular charity, they often know about them. Your mm-hmm. local United Way is very similar around the the social service sector. And as a um, board member for the local public library, I have to say your public library is a huge resource. Um, what I didn't realize about them before I got involved was that librarians are these brilliant researchers. They can find anything. Mm-hmm. So they aren't focused just on what's in the library. They're focused on how to help people find information. So I would right. certainly go and and talk to them. And then if you're looking nationally, there um, you can, of course, do a search online. There are a couple of um, resources that might help for our listeners in the States. You can use GuideStar, all one word, .org, or CharityNavigator.org. Mm-hmm. And um, I looked over them. And, and um, also a, a number of them... A number of organizations. If you want to search for a charity, there are a number who that have um, also done reviews on charities. So oh, okay. looking at their finances and how they're performing in the community. For Canadian listeners, you can use CharityFocus.ca. That's a program okay. of Imagine Canada. Okay, or the yeah. one that so many of us know is CanadaHelps.org. And that site will actually allow you to make your gift and um, whether you want to give once or you want to set up scheduled giving, like monthly giving, and they will also give you immediate tax receipts. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. So that's a really exciting yep. one. And I should mention when if you if you still can't figure out which particular charity you want to give to, um, your local community foundation or United Way, both probably offer a way to give just to that issue. So Mm -hmm. if you say, I want somebody locally who's going to figure out what the most um, pressing needs are for newcomers to our community and invest in that, either of those two groups would probably be able to help you with that and say, if you'd like to donate to the pool to supporting newcomers, we look at the most innovative responses to community needs every year. And right. um, that can be really exciting, too, because you can ask for some feedback afterward. Mm-hmm. And um, I should also mention that most international charities will either be based or have an office in North America. Uh, right, right. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, and I think this this research is really important, you know, Earlier on, you said you gave the example of um, if you were concerned about, uh, you know, children's eating, you know, children getting enough to eat, and mm-hmm. 
and then you found out that the organization that you supported um, was doing research. Right. You know, so so that's the thing, and that could be very disappointing to the person, right? Absolutely. And sort of a yeah. setback, and yeah. a sort of a setback in the, uh, you know, what we're trying to foster. Yeah. You know, if the person is is disappointed in in what they've been giving to, so by doing the research first and finding that right fit, um, yep. That would uh, be helpful. Yeah, there's a wonderful woman named Penelope Burke who has, uh, as far as I know, she's done the only major research work around giving in North America. And she told us something about ourselves, that as donors, we want three things. First, we would like a prompt acknowledgement that our donation has been received, which we would all love to have. And at the same time, um, a confirmation of where that money is going to go. And then she talks about later on, we would all appreciate... um, um, not as formal as a report back, but an explanation of how those dollars made a difference. Right. And um, I think, well, that certainly resonates for me. I want to know that I'm not just throwing money into a deep, dark hole. And you right. you know that agencies are doing a great job, but like, could you tell me? Because also um, many of us know that happy donors are also great ambassadors so if they're giddy about what's happening, they're going to pass that along to their friends and family. Right. But, right. So those three things, a prompt acknowledgement of what um, that their gift was received an indi- and an indication at that time of where the money is going to go, and then a reply later to figure out uh, or to, to give us clarity mm. about how the dollars made a difference. Yeah. And you wouldn't think that was too much to ask. Right. No, and and sometimes charities, especially if if we're new at this, are so panicked about getting dollars in to support the program, they forget to close that loop. And sometimes we can ask them really gently, you know, can you tell me what the difference was? And they're probably measuring it themselves because they want to have an impact. They just need to know that we'd like to know as well. Right, right. So um, I, often donors are teaching us too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, on the uh, the chat room, we have a a, a call, uh, someone has uh, has made a comment that they like to see their donation to make a donation, but then not to receive notepads and pens and things in in the mail for the next three years. And yes. and I think some sometimes you know you make a. I often will, um, you know, rather than sending flowers to the funeral home, it is my mm-hmm. my habit to to make a donation to something at that time. Yeah. And and so often you make this small what you feel is going to be a one-time donation. And I know it's very hard for for the organizations because mm-hmm. they have to follow up. Right. You know, and how do how do they know that you know that I I wouldn't. You know, wasn't planning to do that every year, but um, it's just, right. you know, sometimes you can see, you know, you you gave them fifty dollars, and you can quickly see that over a few years they've they've spent that mailing you something. 
Absolutely. Right? So. And 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 lots of times it we need to cue the charity about what kind of a donor we are because some folks may really mm. want the pens and the and the return right. you know, um, address stamps and um and so letting them know how to treat us and and lots of times as we said we don't we don't know to tell people how to treat us but that's a great piece to be able to just as your um as your commenter mentioned great to be able to send a check and say please don't send me any you don't need to send mm. me any gifts i'm just happy to encourage the work that you do and okay. um, somebody's going to be really excited when they read that letter and right. often I know that I just finished doing some work with an organization and we talked about um, that folks who've given what we would call in-memoriam gifts, they weren't our general donors. They gave right. because of someone they loved. And if they were going to come closer to us, we would have to ask permission for that. Hmm. So every charity is figuring mm-hmm. out how that sort of conversation goes. But I understand, right. um, yeah, about the all the swag arriving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you're right that you know some people must appreciate it or they wouldn't or they wouldn't be doing it either. Right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. it, it tends to have people it tends to be quite a, a divisive issue. People either really like pieces or they are um incensed that you're sending them things when they yeah. want the money to go to yeah, research or to programs. It's and a very, and very difficult position that the that the charity is in at that point. Sure. Yeah. And if we I, I really see... liked your um I really liked your your wording there in in the letter that you could send back with your with your contribution mm-hmm. though. You know. Absolutely. That's a, a lovely way to say it. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. And a, a a reminder from our last chat, we talked about in choosing your charity, also think about what kind of involvement you might like to have. Um, the range can be from none. You would just like to write a check, and and that's the limit of your contact. Uh, to the other end of the spectrum, where you might be an active volunteer, a board member, mm-hmm. um, sharing that time, talent, and treasure. I know we think of that as being more involved locally, but I do hear occasionally about people um, who give to international organizations, occasionally making trips to see what's going on. And they don't do that frivolously. They do it in terms of, can you come back and tell other people what you've seen, what it's been like for a village to now have access to water. That means they don't have to walk, you know, 10 miles or 10 kilometers every day to get fresh water for their family. So, Mm -hmm. you know, thinking about how you would like to be involved so right. um, this this was a big step, <laughs> this last one about figuring out where you want to give. So um, yeah, so 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 far we've sort of looked at figuring out the issues for your list and an inventory, and then investigating, figuring out right. how to right. to. And the other thing is, it's always okay to ask the charity questions. I can probably mm-hmm. count on one hand how many donors who were thinking about giving to us called me and asked about the organization. So I mean, mm-hmm. you can tell how much I like to talk. Most fundraisers oh, are like this, and we yes. would be thrilled to answer people question, answer people right. questions. Right. They all they all do have a, a terrific story to tell. Um, you know, and I can say that from from doing the the radio show. Um, you know, organizations you knew were out there. There's all kinds of things they're doing that I had no idea. 
Mm-hmm. You know, yes. You have, mm-hmm. you know, you think you know what they do, but but you don't really until you do ask, until uh, you get oh, going and yes. ask some questions. It's like looking at someone else's job and thinking I could do that, and then you get the job and think I'm not so sure about this. Right. We, we don't know the nuances of all the extraordinary work that these folks are doing until we have a chance to speak with them or connect right. with them in some other way. Yeah. Um, it's time for us to go for a break again, Anne. I think this is the the best time for us to stop just for a short okay. time, and and we'll get right back after the after the message. a contribution that you dream of making. In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on A to Zen.fm. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. We're speaking with Anne McKay this morning. Uh, she's really having us do a lot of thinking today about how we would like to um, how we would like to plan our giving. Um, Anne, is is the next step going to be easier? <laughs> well, in an answer, yes. Step four <laughs> is setting your budget. How's that? Okay. <laughs> mhm. And, and, and how uh, do we and how do we Go about doing that. Well, um, it's it, for me. It's a little bit like um, if you if you think about uh, if you want to get something done, ask a busy person. I may be busy, mm. but if there's a project that's powerful enough, I'll make time to help. And I think right. that's the same way for a lot of us. Would that yes. make sense? Yeah. I think you know, I think you're saying get excited about it first and then make your commitment. Absolutely. That's my little yeah. sneaky way of getting the budget in later. And 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 I suspect you find it with a lot of your clients that when you sit down and talk about wants versus needs, um mm-hmm. you know, we we start to put things in different categories and as we talk more and more about how important charitable giving is for us, some of it moves into the needs category versus the wants, as opposed to start with it rather than making it what's left over. Okay. And, um, yeah, so um, one of the the things that I think about is everybody – Everybody pretty much works to their budget. I mean, we only have Mm -hmm. so much to spend. And I think about how can you free up some dollars in a way that's fun for you. So I thought about, 
you know, a family that might say once a week we're going to go out for dinner. If you decide that once a month you're going to skip that dinner and think of the money that mm. you save as taking the community out for dinner. Right. Yep. And then you can use that money to um, make some of your donations. Or you might mm-hmm. also think about someone who's modeled a practice of charity for you. I think of my both of my grandmothers being very involved in the community and helping out whenever they were needed. So, you know, they're two role models for me. Right. And also thinking about how you would like to give. Is it once a year? Is it monthly? But I think the biggest element in this step is um, your financial advisor, someone like Lynn who can help you figure out how to make that gift. Right. So if people don't have their own Lynn, and I'm using air quotes here that you can't yep. see, yep. Um, 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 to figure out your how these gifts can help your tax status, whether you want to give now or in the future, um, Finding your own Lynn can be really helpful mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to be able to so say. For some, it's 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 a matter of doing the budget and working it in, um, yeah. or a cash flow, you know, a cash mm-hmm. flow chart and and fitting it in. For some, it's to look at you know as a percentage. You know, that's been a traditional way to look at giving too. Lovely, um, yes. You know, as a yeah, percentage of as life changes, or, whether yeah, as life changes and whether your income goes up or down, you're not going to hurt your family by just saying, well, we're going to take a percentage of whatever we have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that um, and that works. And, you know, a young family can, can set a very low percentage with the goal of increasing that over time, too. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. I yeah, think of a gentleman I worked with who gave $8,000 a year to the charity I worked with, and I said, um, um, Tell me about um, – I, I didn't know much about him, so I asked him his background. And he said, oh, I'm the I'm the janitor here. I said, really? Mm-hmm. What made you give such a generous gift? And he said, well, um, uh, we, we went through a shutdown at one point, and I did some work in the community, and I saw a couple there who each had two jobs, four jobs between the two parents to be able to – take care of their family and I knew that that wasn't fair so when I mm-hmm. went back to work I started giving more and he said and you told me it mattered so I just kept going Aww. up and up and up and I thought oh my gracious yeah he yeah. was an amazing fellow really great right. model yeah that's terrific so it sounds like we've done everything here and we've we figured out our perspective we've created the portfolio we picked our charities um, and we've set a budget. So what's left? Okay. I think this is a simple step that most of us forget to do. Step five is do a check-in with yourself. How is it going? You can do it once a year. You can do it anytime. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean it really simply. Sitting down and, and chatting with your family around, how did this go? Did we? How did we enjoy the experience? Did we feel like we made the difference that we wanted to make? And really important, how were we treated? That's going to mm-hmm. be really important because that colors mm-hmm. the whole experience. Right, right. Um, and I would think if if that wasn't if that wasn't a pleasant experience, we don't want people to give up. We want absolutely. them to try again. You're, right? you're absolutely right. And I think one of the 
the and and the reality is every business and every charity has screwed up at some point. Of mm-hmm. course we never intend it. And the and sometimes we don't know we've done that. And often people will walk away without telling us. And I've uh. always said I love donors. I mean, I don't want donors to be upset, but I always want them to call me. Right. And for right. me, we have always said that's a second gift because you've helped us fix a situation and make it better for you, but you've also helped us avoid that problem for another donor. Oh, that's a very and, good point. Oh, it's a huge gift. So I always mm-hmm. say, you know, if, if folks are angry at you, it's because they have high expectations and they care about what you're doing. And and conversely, if you're having a great experience, call us and tell us because there are right. fundraising staff all over the globe who are who have just such commitment for the the issues they're serving and trying so hard to make that experience of giving a really positive one and and you know give them a little pep talk once in a while they would be thrilled so at the end as you as you do a review it's a great chance to say do we want to stay where we are do we want to change Mm -hmm. the budget you know would we like to give everyone an increase one an increase would we like to add a charity or or do we want to change issues you know, have mm-hmm. we some some donors I know like to spend some time with one charity and then move on to support another one. And right. and all of those things are absolutely fair. It's just but really spend some time thinking about it because um the more you evaluate your experience and give us feedback, the better we all get at this work because the goal yeah. is that Giving is a is a really honorable thing, and it's treated with respect, and um, that it's fun. It's supposed to be yeah. really fun. Yeah, and that's 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 wonderful. And we've really covered a lot. I think that um, it's probably more than you know more thought than many of our listeners have have given um, to their giving in in the past. So I think that's wonderful. The um, this you know the information you've given us today. So thank you so much for being with us. It was a thrill. Uh, and how could our listeners reach you if they have some further questions, Anne? They can um, email me at anne dot m a c k a y at rogers dot com, and I'd be that's, happy to talk to them. That's terrific. Uh, again, thanks so much. Uh, remember, we welcome your comments at Step Right with Lynn. I'd love to receive an email from you this week. Um, you can order your copy of 10 Ways to Benefit from a Personalized Financial Plan or book a time to chat. Um, let me know what you think of the show. Be so infer- interested in that as well. Um, so this is Lynn Wedham. The show is Step Right with Thank you for choosing to listen to Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham will return next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Mountain, and 6 a.m. Pacific on A to Zen.